Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Welcome back to the show. We're so excited to have our next guest. Us. We're talking about organization with kids. What? Is that even possible? Yeah, I think a lot of us are organizationally challenged and could use the help of Erica Madama. Welcome back to the show. How are you? Hey, thank you. I am good. Thanks so much. How are you? Good. Well, we are back here with our CEO of Study Spaces Organizing, based out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Excited to talk more about how she's helping uh, families. <clears throat> explore especially playrooms <laughs> pantries homes toy rooms you name it she does it so let me first and foremost uh, have erica welcome and uh, just tell us a little bit about so what you do before we get into today's topic of conversation yeah absolutely so like you said i own sunny spaces organizing and so mostly what we do is go into people's homes um, primarily it's the mom that calls us and says i've had enough i can't take it anymore um, and we help them decide what to keep what to purge um, kind of give them permission to let go of things sometimes and implement a system so that they can maintain getting things put back, getting the playroom organized, getting the pantry to not be so chaotic um, every day. So that's the bread and butter of what we do. Um, we also offer packing and unpacking services for anyone going through a move. Um, and then we offer some virtual services as well. If you're not in the Pittsburgh area, we can help you with some virtual organizing if yep. you want our help and you feel ready to take it on yourself. Um, and we also do um, organizing coaching, so really getting to the heart of why you're disorganized and how we can help you um, kind of from the inside out get your home and your life reorganized. Perfect. And how can we reach you? Yeah, you can find us on Instagram or Facebook at Sunny Spaces Organizing. Um, if you prefer to just reach out directly, you can send us an email at hello at livingsunny.com. Perfect. Or visit our website to um, livingsunny.com. All right. Thanks so much. So today we're going to talk about tips for moms mm-hmm. of young children to get and stay organized. So let's talk first and foremost about some reasons why mom life is so great. The joy that it brings, the laughter, the snuggles, yes. and what else comes with that? <laughs> uh, you know, all the stuff, right? It's like you register, to, you, you get pregnant, you register, you're like I'm so excited about all these new things to bring into your home. And then a couple months in, you're like, oh my gosh. The amount of things, the amount of messes, um, it's just very overwhelming. Are you there? Hello, hello. Oh, now I am. Yeah. So the stuff, the mess, but now we got to talk about how we organize. How? <laughs> well, the problem is we can't. And why? Why do we need so much stuff? I mean, yeah, let's, let's work through that if you don't mind. <laughs> why do we need so much? I mean, do we need so much? I think. The, the problem, so to speak, if it's a problem, but that, you know, this is, is short and it's temporary. So that's, you know, one thing is just embrace where you're at. But I think it's so hard because babies specifically are constantly outgrowing their clothing. You know, you're constantly, oh, okay, three to six doesn't fit anymore. Now we're in six to nine and, you know, rotating through the clothing um, is a huge piece of it, especially if you know you're having more children and you're trying to save most of it for the next child. Um, it's like, where do I store it? Where do I put it? Um, and then there's just so much like stuff, stuff. There's the the swing and the extra saucer and all the big bulky stuff um, that they seem to go through so fast. Like, oh, we weren't ready for it, and now we are. And now it's outgrown, and there's just this constant cycle of things, you know, moving throughout. 
Yeah, but then like I'm, I'm saving. I have a six and eight year old, but I'm saving bins of like their uh, baby feeding supplies. Oh, their bath supplies, their bath toys. Oh, their shoes, their clothes, and I'm putting in bins in the attic. And now it's full. And now I have a six and eight year old. Am I really going to have another kid? Uh, probably not. But I'm like, okay, <laughs> what, just in case, just in case. And then think about it. Would, would I even want to use the same stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I think there is definitely a point of, you know, saving it when you know you're you're really in it, right? You're in the season. I had a, uh, my kids are about three years apart. So I knew I was having a second baby. But after my now almost two-year-old, I'm like, not, I'm not. I'm done. Every time I'm like, this sippy cup is gross, I just throw it away. Or, you know, the toy he's outgrown, I'm more readily donating because I know I'm going to be out of that phase. And I think it can be hard if you're just, like, uncertain. You know, a lot of my clients are like, well, there could be a third. I, you know, we're just not sure. And so... I think it's some of that is, can you put a timeline to it? Like, all right, well, you know, my oldest is now eight. You know, we're not having any more kids. It's time to let go of these things. <laughs> all right, thanks. Well, you want to talk a little bit about uh, motherhood, and then we'll go into the second, the third, fourth. By the way, I have your notes, so I'm ready to go. <laughs> Perfect. You are. You sound ready. Um, yeah, so I guess, you know, I know everyone listening isn't necessarily a first-time mom, but if you are, you know, welcome to motherhood. I feel like this is the stuff that no one could really fully prepare you for, and it's okay. You know, you figure it out as you go. I think that's probably the biggest advice people give all the time, like, oh, you'll figure it out. Um, but I really want to remind you to embrace this stage of life, this season of life. It's probably something that you've really wanted for a long time. I know that's how it was for me. Um, you know, there's a lot of anticipation, but also I like to have a tidy home, things in their place, and kids really threw that off for me. So, if for anyone that's listening that needs to hear it, you're not alone. It's okay. And truly, your kids are your priority now, not the house and how it looks. Um, you can come back to that when they're older, perhaps, maybe. Uh, but getting the house aesthetically what you want it to be. Um, but this is a reminder as well. Being organized looks different for everybody. There's no one-size-fits-all approach with it. And my big philosophy with what organization even means to me is the way I define it through sunny spaces is that everything has a home, um, which is pretty common, but also everything has to be very easy to put back, especially as you're sleep deprived and wondering what to do with things. Things need to just be easy and simple. So that's really the name of the game. All right. Uh, let's hope it stays that way, but it doesn't. So we're here. Things are crazy. And you say, you know, kids are the priority, right? Not the house. But so now how do we like start to even assess this process? Because when you're overwhelmed, I mean, that's where you come in, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And, and that's really the start of our processes. I just want to talk to you. I want to get to know what what area in your house is making you feel the most stressed. Like what feels chaotic to you? Is there a certain room that's just so unorganized and you really can't take it anymore? You're just like, I've had enough. Um, what 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 about that space is bothering you? Is it the one corner where all the kid toys go and when the kids go to bed you can still see it at night and that bothers you? Is it that the toys are spread all over the floor and you can't, there doesn't seem to be a place to put them? You know, these are the questions that I'll be asking as anyone that calls us for services. Like, well, what what really is the problem here? Because then I can see what the solutions are going to become. Mm, all right. So what do we look at, like, about the, the spaces and the chaos? Sorry, it was hard to hear that. Can you ask again? Oh, yeah. So what do we look for? Like, you mentioned the chaos, and we got to go through our spaces. And then, uh, you know, so could you go into the process of the assessment and then the visualization? <laughs> yeah, of course. So 
the assessment is really just taking it all in. And sometimes it's being really realistic. It's like, all right, I hate that this swing is taking up so much space in the corner of my room, but it's also where the baby sleeps, and that's just going to be where, what you know, there's nothing you can do about that. So sometimes it's just like, again, this is a season of life. Let's embrace it. It's fine. Um, but really, what's your vision? If you don't love seeing the toys, you know, piled up next to the TV and at night it's really bothering you and distracting you and not allowing you to relax when it's finally your time of day to have time to yourself, what would you like to see there? Is there room for a cabinet? Is there another room that these things could go into? Would baskets that have a cover on them do the trick so you're not actually seeing, you know, the brightly colored toys or things aren't making noise at you while you're trying to relax? Um, you know, really, what is your goal for this space? What do you truly want it to look like? And that answer is going to be a little bit different for everybody. And to visualize it, do you show them? It's like, do you do any 3D drawings or renderings or pictures? You show them before and afters. How do people kind of get the, the idea of what they want? Do you give them options of maybe putting in some shelves or storage with bins? Or how, how do you, you know, get to that point with them? Yeah, so it's, when I say visualization, it's like, what's in your heart? What do you want to see? What, you know, in a perfect world, what do you want? And then typically we'll just turn to either past client projects that we've done and show some photos. Um, usually it's more photos. We don't do any, like, mock-up drawings. But, like, hey, this type of storage works really good for toys. Would you be open to that? Looks like it would fit in this space. Um, even just going on Pinterest and finding some ideas of, you know, creative storage space for small toys and um, being able to pull some pictures. So it's definitely a visual process of, hey, is this a style that you like? Is this what you're, you know, kind of thinking about? And then we can duplicate that for you. But a lot of times it's really showing kind of the past project successes that we've had and seeing if that aligns with what their their visual goals look like. Got it. All right. What do you have next for us? <laughs> um, so my favorite, favorite, favorite thing to do in the whole wide world is to purge. Um, so that's the fourth step in this process is, all right, let's just look around. Let's say it's your living room. You know, maybe your living room has to duplicate as a playroom. That's just the way your house is set up and that's the way it works for now. That's fine. There's no wrong answer here. Um, but what kind of things are collecting on your coffee table or your end table, your entertainment center that maybe doesn't need to be there? Either it's trash, an old magazine or something that you, you know, book you thought you were going to read and it's not, you know, not going to happen now. Um, is there anything that can just be thrown away or donated? Or maybe there's just things that could be relocated to another space in the house. Is there a screwdriver laying around that should go back to the garage? I just or, found, I, th- 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 I just found uh, a hammer in my kitchen near the back patio door, which see? I don't know where it's, why it's been out there. And I guess from like the summer. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. It's funny you said that. And then I found a mini screwdriver the other day in the living room. <laughs> see, you just never, I mean, and some, to some point it's like, okay, if that's, well, you were working on a project, but for some reason it didn't get put back, right? Because it was probably too far to go or, you know, an inconvenient time. Um, but that's funny. It's a good example. All right. Well, um, that's pretty funny because and, I, I and wish And the you... other thing is, like, I... Oh, go ahead. No, sorry. no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just like, I feel like we're on a little bit of a delay, but please, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Um, the other thing is, with donating stuff, especially with kids' toys, I feel like there's a lot of guilt. It's like, oh, Grandma gave this, my sister gave this to us, and... I just want everyone to hear that it's okay to let these things go. Once something is gifted to you, there should be no strings. Um, you know, it's, that gift is intended to be a gift, and you should do with it what you want. So if there's an annoying toy that you just can't stand that your mother-in-law gave you, like, I give you full permission to just get rid of it. There's plenty of other things that can be replaced in the future. 
that will mean so much more. Perfect so, example. My uh, mom, who's now granted. passed, she gave me like this baby rocker that sat in my bedroom up until last year. So my kids are six and eight. My mom uh, passed away uh, five years ago. So there's, or six years ago. So there's that like attachment. And um, I finally sure. got rid of it. I, I, I put it on Craigslist and I got maybe like $30 for it. But I took a picture. I felt good. Let the kids see it. And I'm like, my mom would not want a baby rocker and chair in my bedroom at this point. She must understand. But it was hard to get rid of that attachment. I can empathize it with people out there with, with this process. Trust me. I know. I know. We're with you. <laughs> yeah, but it's also, it's, I, and I get that. And I had a client yesterday that just really, you know, the memory and what would my mom, you know, same thing. What would my mom think? And is it okay? And almost needed me to give her the permission to say, it's okay to let this go. It served its purpose. It's no longer being utilized. Um, and also, like, let's let someone else use it. Let's give it new life. It's not doing anything sitting in your bedroom, but what if someone else could really use this and, um, you know, it makes their life easier. So can we think about the beauty of what's on the other side of this item that's just really hanging oh, out in your home? Okay, you're going to make me want to pull out the uh, the Buzz Lightyear movies, right? Um, with Woody, and, right? <laughs> yeah. How the toys get reused into a new home. Oh, that's a beautiful, beautiful exactly. movie. You haven't seen it, but it's good for the kids to watch to learn that the, you know the, the toys could get a new home with someone else. And someone else will love them, yeah, just as much. And I think that's the hard thing too with donating is not not only the guilt associated with either you didn't use the item fully or you just have this emotional attachment to it, but most people just want to know that their stuff is not going to end up in the garbage, you know, in a landfill. They want to know that someone else is going to get good life, and that's something that we will help people make sure that their items aren't just being dropped off, you know, somewhere random, um, that they're going to be given. We work with a lot of churches and charities and places that, you know, people that truly need items are going to get with them, and these um, belongings, whatever it is that you're getting rid of, will really put them to good use. All right, so next up, so that's purging, right? we got to try to purge. And next, that's my favorite, yep. Next, where do we go <laughs> next? What's the fifth step? So after we purge, then we're going to want to really categorize. So we do the kind of get the low-hanging fruit out, the trash and anything to donate, and then we're going to really want to categorize whatever is left. So maybe we put all the books together, soft toys, toys that make noise. Um, maybe you've got a collection of, butt cream and lotions, you know, that are hanging out from all these diaper changes and they just, you know, like, wow, how did seven of these automatically, like, show up in my living room? How is that possible? Um, but it's really helpful to categorize these, like, items together so that you can see the volume of how much you truly have. Um, and maybe for toys, if this is your first child, it's, you know, you might be like, well, I'm not going to get rid of these books. We just got them. So perhaps that's not the best example. Um but especially with older kid toys, it's like, how many trucks play with in one day? Not this many, <laughs> you know? But really seeing the volume of items together gives you an, another, just kind of a reality check of, all right, we really don't need this many items. And then the step after that would be like, can we just purge some more? So really getting that visualization of, okay, there's eight of these, I only need two. Which other six can I part with? Um, it's a really helpful step in the process. Well, let's take a quick commercial break here. Erica, remind us how we can reach out to you. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at hello at livingsunny.com or go ahead to our website and fill out our form at livingsunny.com. Find us on Instagram or Facebook at Sunny Spaces Organizing. 
Perfect. Thank you so much. All right, everyone, stay tuned. We'll be right back to finish out those steps. Uh, yeah, we can get take charge of our life, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, don't let the kids overrun the house. It's happening to me. I think we've all been there. I'm still there, so uh, I'm using her advice, and I think we all could use it. Stay tuned. Celebrating Bubby's 70th birthday. Seven months after her birthday. Saying I don't to more postponements, and I do to each other. The life-changing vacation, just a little later in life, and the taste of some home cooking that's been simmering for months. Sorry, I think this one's mine. Oh, my bad. For all the things that you've been looking forward to getting back to, we've got a plane for that. Visit JetBlue.com for everyday low fares. Has life seemed to have lost its vibrancy? Do you need help sorting through some of the things going on in your life? and in your mind, and in your heart. Well, I got good news. You are not alone, and I am here to help. I am Alice Ward, licensed professional counselor, supervisor, owner, and private practitioner of Transformation Begins Within. Let me help you learn some strategic steps and therapeutic tools to help you on your journey to wellness. You can reach me at transformingmindsets.com. Be mindful, be well, be free. Therapy is my love language. Living comfortably in your home is easier than ever with a little help from Lowe's and AARP. We share a commitment to help people make their homes ready for all of life's changes. Take advantage of helpful videos, tips, and resources to guide you and your loved ones along the way. To learn more, visit Lowe's.com slash livable home. U.S. only. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. All right, Sunny Space is organizing. We are here going through our steps with our own Erica Madama talking about people with children and organizing and the clutter. And we're working on these steps to, uh, first and foremost, um, it was, well, welcome to motherhood, to assess, three, visualize, fourth, purge, fifth, categorize, and then we purge again. <laughs> all right, where do we leave off? Yeah, so again, taking that second step of like, did I get it all? Is there anything else I can get out of here? And, you know, not everybody loves to purge. I, you know, I mentioned that's my favorite thing to do. But I do just want to say that living with less has a ton of benefits, including less time cleaning up and less time cleaning. Um, and I feel like we all love to would love to clean, clean less. So um, just kind of keep that in mind as you're wondering if you need to let go of something else. Um, but after purging, then the um, real organization part really comes into play of determining where everything is going to live, giving everything a home. Um, so once you see what's left to be put back, it's like, where are these items going to fit? Um, again, will they be easy to put back? Remember, organizing is giving everything a home and making it easy to put away. Um, and do we need some kind of product? So we talked about this a little bit before during the um, assessment and visualization stage. It's like, where do we need to get a cube organizer with some bins, um, you know, some, some kind of shelving for the books to live on? What is going to be our solution that can hopefully, ideally, grow with your child and you can repurpose later on? Um, I'm a big fan of that, not having something that's just for this stage and then you're you're done with it. 
Um, so do you need some kind of product to really store these items and give them that easy home to use? So then next up, after we do the organization, we kind of purge again? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the other the other part is, is there any, are things not fitting? Um, I'm a big fan of boundaries in a lot yeah. of different ways in life, but if there's 25 cars and only 15 fit, can we get rid of the extra 10 so that everything fits comfortably and, again, things are easy to put away? Got it. All right. So does it really all need to be out at like the same time and yeah, these seed together. Yeah. Do we really need it? But also just to point out one thing we've talked about before is if it's really something that it's hard to get rid of, take a picture of it. We could put a whole folder yes. together of things that we need to go look back of memories, things that are tangible, that, that are uh, monumental in our lives, that are mementos in a sense from loved ones. So I'm a big believer in, yeah, purge again, but take pictures. And then it's like, you still have the stuff kind of. <laughs> Yeah, and the other point of that, because a lot of, you know, the, the hard things, too, with kids' stuff is it's big, it's bulky, it's plasticky. Maybe not everything has to be out at the same time, and this is going to depend a lot on what your house looks like, an extra closet space or a basement or attic that you can store things in. Um, but I'm a big proponent of toy rotation. Um, so if anyone's not familiar with what that means, it's not having every single toy that you own out at one time. Maybe you keep half the trucks out and put the other half in storage, and then every couple of months you rotate them out and put the current stuff out, away into the basement, bring the new ones up again, and I'll tell you what, it's like Christmas morning when I do that with, with my kids. They play for hours with the stuff that they haven't seen in a while because it's new, it's fresh, um, and there's a lot of benefits to only keeping out a few things at a time. There's studies that show it actually allows kids to stay focused for longer when there's less things out, so more free time for you to get your own stuff done if they're busy playing on their own. Um, if you can, if you can rotate through your toys and again, it lightens up that playroom a little bit if you have the storage space to do that. I, I love that you mentioned that, and I was laughing because last week when we talked about this, I, I I started doing that. I put all the bins in the garage, and I was so excited, and it worked for a little while, but now there's so much more. Can I say the word? I, I could say, I'll say stuff. I was going to say C-R-A-P. Uh, that's blocking <laughs> those bins. So now the rotation of toy bins doesn't happen anymore because now there's all stuff in front of it that I can't even get to it mm. because I'm a clutter bug. Uh, but I think that's a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> I want to get back to that one day. Yes, I will I will I will um, all right so now you you're will. determining you know Absolutely. where these products fit uh, what else did you want to add, add to this about help having the family also help uh, and be a part of it the kids especially yeah for sure I feel like I said this in the beginning but mom is typically the one that calls me not always but I'd say 90% of the time but mom shouldn't be the only keeper and the only one to clean up that puts a lot on her um, so dad should know where things go, the nanny, the babysitter, the grandparents, whoever is around often should really know where things are going. Um, and that's where labels really come into play. So a word that says car is on the bin, perfect. It can be very simple. Um, but I actually, for kids stuff, really prefer to use picture labels. So print out a picture of a car and stick it on your, you know, car bin so that you can, the kids can start to really associate at a very young age what goes where and really help with the cleanup process. Um, I firmly believe that kids are never too young, I mean, I mean months old too young, to be putting things away and just making it a fun little activity and praising them when they do it. Um, I promise if you start this at a young age, you will have kids that are just obedient later on with this kind of thing. It becomes natural to them. Um, 
not to toot my own horn, but my kids are very good at just being like, oh, we're going to put this away now, and they'll do it on their own before they pull out more. It's not perfect. They're little, but, um, you know, they really know that that's, that's kind of the rules of our house, and if you establish that at a young age, they're more likely to kind of stick with it, and uh-huh. I guess it's easier to start young than it is to try to enforce that once they're older and kind of already have their mind made up. Yeah, one thing I did when I did this last year, and I put everything in the garage, uh, for example, if you're a household that has a lot of cars and remote controls that go with the motorized cars, especially mm-hmm. if you have boys, it was so confusing because I, we never knew which remote went with what. I bought uh, electric tape at, at Home Depot, so it was like red, blue, yellow, green, uh, red, white, and I put tape on each of the items, so like the, 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 the white tape on the remote control, I put a white piece tape on the truck that helped me greatly too just a just a little tidbit to add to it <laughs> i love that That's organizing so you can, maybe you could use that in the future all right what else did you want to yeah, add what step good. are we on now uh, let's see um really the last step but we're calling it number eight for today's purposes but um it's really to just maintain it so you do your purging you're categorizing you maybe purge a little bit more you bring in a shelf or something to contain everything so everything has a home. Great. You're feeling good. Um, now you've got to give it some time. You've got to live with it. And, you know, maybe after a couple couple of weeks, a month or so, excuse me, assess again. Is it working? What's not getting put back? And just be curious. Don't be critical. Oh, I spent all this time organizing and look, it's right back to where it started. That's not a helpful thought. Um, <laughs> just be curious. Why are these things not getting put away? Is it because I'm resentful because I'm the only one doing it? Is it because things aren't fitting and we need to purge a little bit more or put, you know, put more items away to rotate through? Yeah. Um, I want to remind everybody that this organizing process is fluid. It's ever-changing, especially with young kids as their interests are changing all the time, right? The things that were in season now, I'm telling you what, I'm purging every single toy we purchased for Christmas last year for my um, almost two-year-old. You just, you know, the interests have changed and so much happens in a year at this age and, and I have to just be at peace with it, you know? Oh, beautiful. Well, these are great tips, great ideas. Mm-hmm. And if someone does want to work with you, let's explain the process if you don't mind. Yeah, of course. So um, first up, just send us a message. Um, whether you're in Pittsburgh or virtual, we'd be happy to help you. Um, go ahead and email us at hello at livingsunny.com. Um, or you can go on our contact us form. That'll be able to kind of give us a little bit more details of your timeline and what you're looking at. Um, and really what we're going to start with is some photos. We want to see the space you're working with. We want to hear from you what's bothering you. Really that first step of assessment, we'll just we do a lot of that over the phone. Um, and then from there, if you're in person, we'll schedule a date to come out and, and do the work. Um, we can do it right side by side with you. Or if you're just like, I'm so over this, I don't care, you guys do your thing, then we're happy to do that as well. Um, of course, assuming you've given us some guidance ahead of time, but we can bring product with us. We can measure the space ahead of time and make sure everything we're bringing in is going to fit. And we'll do, of course, all of the labeling for you so it's easy to maintain. And then we're here for support. If you're just like, I don't know, Erica, this is just not working. Yeah, I loved the idea. The concept was great, but it's just not happening. We'll talk through what other options and solutions would work maybe better for your family. Oh, beautiful. Well, thank you again. Remind us of all the ways we could reach you. Yeah, so Instagram or Facebook, um, at Sunny Spaces Organizing. Our website is livingsunny.com, and our email address is hello at livingsunny.com. 
Thank you so much. Pleasure having you here. Great tips today. Great steps. I'm so glad that you are so organized with these notes, and I'm glad I got them in time. <laughs> um, but really, Absolutely. no, <laughs> beautiful, great work, and uh, clearly you're passionate about what you do. So thank you again for being here, for enlightening us, and you have a fantastic week, weekend, close to the weekend. Awesome. Yeah, right. you too. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Erica with a K. <laughs> have a great day. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Okay, Simon, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. And what do people normally wear? Clothes. Exactly. So now Mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Clothes keep us warm, they look good, and if we go out without them, the neighbors will talk. So it's important to know how to get dressed. Here's how it's done. Underwear always comes first, name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole, or you have to start all over. If you're wearing a tie, it goes over, round, round, through, and pull tight. Tuck your shirt into your pants, and zip up your flat. Socks go in first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and you left with bunny ears. I love bunnies. Good to know. Now remember, spots don't go with stripes, socks don't go with sandals, and if you've tucked in your shirt, wear a belt. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But spending just two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier and could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. For fun two-minute videos to watch while brushing, visit 2min2x.org. That's 2min2x.org. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Miles, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council.